Hey, what the fuck is up, guys? Fears and Fears here for another podcast. It's your horror genre headquarters. Today, we are going to be talking about Insidious Chapter 3. Uno, dos, tres. I'm... Oh, yes. Uno, dos, and tres. No, just the third one. Uh, I'm your host, Tucker Miller, and this is your co-host. Tanner Crawford. Hey, how's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing well, because we're doing just fine and dandy. Alright, so, I think, I think we have decided that we will be doing a little bit easier format for ourselves. Isn't that right there, Tanner? That's right. Yeah. Basically, what we're going to do is, uh. So we're gonna we're gonna sit here at Wikipedia. We're gonna we're gonna basically use their plot to talk through the movie, and uh, we'll talk about all the shit that they forget to put on there, and uh, talk about shit that they skim over and stuff like that. So give a little bit more of an in depth look. Think it think it might be uh, a little bit easier. Just a little bit. For us. I mean, because we basically do the same thing. It's basically just a plot summary, you know? And it, we, we watch the movies, but we also read the, the plot summaries just, just to, to have a little bit of a, eh, you know, basic idea. <clears throat> well, I mean, I like, for the first Insidious movie, I sat there and I wrote out an, an, an entire plot summary for myself. To basically just use on the podcast and like that took me like two fucking hours to do. And why do that when I got a fucking public domain website right here that's ready to do it for me, you know? I'm a fucking lazy piece of shit. No big deal. I don't give a fuck. Somebody got beef with it, fuck you, it's my podcast. <laughs> Pays you cheese a lit. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. You know. But, uh, yeah, basically we're here talking about Insidious Chapter 3. Um, this is the, uh, if, if I am correct, this is the first in the series that was not directed by uh, James Wan. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it was, it was put in good hands. Mr. Lee Winnell himself. I think, think that's, that's Lay there, Tucker. Lay no, Winnell. I think, I think it might be. I'm pretty sure it's Lee. Well, all I think right. I'm pretty sure it's Lee. I don't know. They're all Australian. I don't fucking get those people. Interesting. All right. Anyway, but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure his name's Lee. Anyways, the the guy who plays Specs, yeah, that's him. He he wrote this whole series, and uh, now he is directing it. So that's a uh, pretty fucking cool, you know. I thought at first that was a sample. That was such a, you know, it's a pretty fucking cool, pretty fucking cool. Like when did when did we get a soundboard? Is that in the budget? Motherfucking human soundboard. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna, we'll just go ahead and dive right in. So um, several years before the Lambert haunting, I don't remember exactly how many years it was. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, several retired several years. That's how many <laughs> retired. Ooh, ooh, there's the first good one. Demonologist Elise Rayner. I wouldn't say she's a demonologist. More like she's just a medium, right? She likes you the ghosties. The same way? She's the spoopy girl. But no, um, I don't feel like demonologist is the correct term. That's weird. They it use it again Wikipedia. in another spot. Yeah. Uh, they use demonologists in another spot, and like you're like, well, that's <laughs> that's definitely not right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it says, East Rainier reluctantly uses her abilities to contact the spirit of the teenager Quinn Brenner's mother, Lilith, who died a year prior. And uh, Quinn Brenner, ah, shit, who is she played by? She uh, played by Lynn Shea. No, that's Elise. Oh, talking about Quinn, the the girl, the the main the main character girl. 
Yeah, I, 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 I was just kidding. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stephanie okay. Scott. Yes, thank you. Oh, man, she killed it in this. She, I personally, I think she did a really good job. The critics will agree with us for now. Yeah, like, I, I think, I think she did a fantastic job in this movie. Um, I really like that um, Lee decided he, he actually wanted someone who, like, played the age. I think she's, like, 16 or 17 or something like that. But she's actually the age of the character. Also, and so, quick like, shout out to the, the, the whole, the whole plot behind this. There was a scene where she was texting on a sidekick. Um, oh, good, I got it. Good, good, good production design there because those things were the bee's knees of the time. I, still, I never got my sidekick, yeah, and I still just kind of want to buy one just just for kicks. But um, yeah, dude, fucking flip that sidekick. Shit's fucking dope. Like, is that how Fall Out Boy yeah, communicated I, in like two thousand five? Do you think? Do you think they all had I, sidekicks? I know that. I know that's how Lil Wayne communicated. He had to bat flip that sidekick. Too bad it can't kickflip, though. <laughs> or, you know, play a G chord. Ooh. But, um... <laughs> I bet you that motherfucker had two sidekicks, fucker. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> fuck you and your double cup having ass. But, no, um... Okay, so, Quinn Brenner's mother, Lilith, who died a year prior. However, she urges Quinn not to try and contact her mother again after sensing a malevolent force. Now, what? (sighs) This fucking movie, man. Okay, so like, um, Elise let Quinn into her house. And like, you know, uh, she argues with her at the door. She's like, no, no, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't, I don't do that whole medium thing anymore. Um, she's like, no, I have money. And she's like, no, no, no. Finally, she finds out like the girl drove like fucking a hundred miles to get there or whatever. And she's like, okay, come in. But did she walk 500 miles and would she walk 500 more? Yep. Just to be that man outside your door. More outside your door, but yeah. (laughs) But no, um, she, um, she opens the door and like it like you know shows her house and shit and it's like foggy and like I don't know if it's like dusty or what it's like foggy as fucking there you know you can see all the light and I don't know if they were just trying to be like yeah look this place is decrepit or something but I don't know what's going on with that it was weird anyway that's all I had yeah that's all I had to say about that um, anyways, the malevolent force, yeah, she's just like, I don't want to talk to Lilith, and then there's like, and then like, she's like, oh, nope, let's not do that, that's not your mama, and, uh, she, um, the queen girl, she said that she had, um, she had tried contacting her mom beforehand, and, um, that she thought maybe she was getting, uh, what do you call it? She was getting responses from her mom, but she wasn't sure. Um, and so, says after auditioning for a school of, for the performing arts, uh, she sees a dude like when she's per, uh, when she's getting ready to audition, she's like this dude up in the rafters, like waving at her, and man. First time I saw this movie, I about fucking shit myself. I was like, what's this motherfucker doing? Like, I thought it was just like some, like, stagehand or like, you know, custodian or some shit. Because it's just like the shadow of a person. And I was like, what the fuck? That's a creepy ass dude. And then, you know, come to find out it's the, uh, it's a bad thing. Uh, which, Speaking of the audition, Q in James Wan. He does a cameo in the movie. He is um he's a person uh holding the auditions. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always nice to see a cameo, like you know Stan Lee and all the Marvel movies. Yeah, 
uh, in the behind the scenes stuff, he talks about how he's like, he's like, God, man, I wish I would have just become an actor because he talks about how, how easy it was for him to just sit there, say a few lines and then just hang out. Right. <sighs> you scumbag. Oh, that's such bad audio. Oh, bad podcasting on you, Tanner. Bad, bad, Shame. bad podcasting on me. Bad, bad, bad. For shame. For shame. Always happens. For shame. For shame. For shame. For shame. <laughs> uh, so she uh, basically butches the fucking audition. And um, she there, she's getting ready to leave the place. And she, she sees a mysterious figure waving, at, waving to her from the distance on the street. Distracted, she is accidentally hit by a car. I feel like that doesn't have the, um, the, how would you say, the bang that the scene has. I mean, she is, ooh, man, she is fucking smacked. Curse Mac. Yeah, um, the, the car accident scene is like, it's, it's a really good good like smack to the front bumper kind of thing um it's pretty satisfying um and uh she has both of her legs broken in the process metal now stuck in her home with her father sean and brother alex quinn begins to experience increasingly disturbing paranormal phenomena including seeing visions of a dark spirit wearing an oxygen mask known as the man who can't breathe. The same figure also known as the Marlboro man. Also known as the Winston man, except, except he's still alive. But uh, (laughs) the Marlboro man has been, there's been like four that are just, they're dead now. They just cycle through them. Um, Speaking of these paranormal phenomena, um, it's it's like she's uh she's got this boy that she likes that lives uh his room is they like share a wall and she like knocks on the wall she's like bum bum and then he yeah he taps back and um but then she texts him and she's like oh did I wake you up and he's like I'm not home and she's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> wait the, the- which of course. Oh, go ahead. I said, wait, that wasn't you? Ah! Yeah. Yeah, no shit. And, of course, she does the thing that every person has to do. You gotta double check. Yeah. <laughs> she does it again. And then, of course, it's like, clunk, clunk. And she's like, oh, fuck. Cue jump scare. Um, yeah, no shit. And then uh, she's like, nope, I'm going to roll over and go to sleep. And then, like, this hand comes from the ceiling and grabs her. It's, uh, it's a pretty fucking solid scene. I like it. Um, and then, like, the ceiling's fucking cracking and shit. It's really cool. Super dope. The, the scenes inside of her bedroom are um, really awesome because um, she... She decorated everything. That was a big thing that Lee wanted. Like, uh, her diary, they gave her, like, a blank book, and the room was blank when she went in there, and they were like, here's all these arts and crafts. Decorate your shit. And so, like, it legit looks like a room for a 16, 17-year-old. It doesn't look like, you know, just insert teenage bedroom, you know? Um, It gives it kind of more of a um, organic feel to it. Right. Yeah, no, nothing to include on that, Tanner? <laughs> I, I just love that, I, I feel like that it's just, I love the plot point where it's like, you know, fucking Elisa's like, hey, don't do that, and the teenager's like, oh, you know I'm gonna fucking do it. That's, yeah. that's, that's That means that's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um... And so, oh, the man who can't breathe, which is the same figure that caused her accident. This dude is pretty fucking gross looking. 
He's all like green and shit, and the the hospital gown thing he wears is like piss yellow. He's nasty. Um, he's a nasty boy. Uh, and uh, Sean, the dad, this dude. Oh, this dude is a whiny bastard. He um, he is clearly still in the grieving process from his wife because, like, he's like, eh, I asked you to wake your brother up, and eh, I'm drowning. You know, like, and what? Your own fucking piss, you fucking pussy. No, um, he, he's a whiny boy. Like, B-O-Y, he, whiny boy. Yeah, boy. He is the Renee of this movie. He sucks. I hate him. I hope he dies. The character, not the actor, of course. The actor, he's, he does a good job. His character sucks balls, though. Speaking of Sean, he later tries to convince Elise, who, like him, is still grieving after the loss of her husband, Jack, to help his daughter. Now, her husband, Jack, most of what you see of him in this movie is a sweater. He is a sweater that she cuddles every night to go to bed. What, what Tucker? What would you be if you were if you were in this movie and that and that was you? Would you be, instead of a sweater? What would be the one thing that you would appear in this movie as? Jorts, <laughs> fucking jorts, <laughs> fucking rude brand <laughs> hot topic jorts. Yeah, which have been, of course. They've been uh, distressed at the end, so they you know, got the nice little fray on them. For real. Mm-hmm. And then a hole right in the Peter. I would just be like, like a really crappily like Afghan quilt that smells like ass. <laughs> and it feels like straw. Yeah, it just it feels so <laughs> nasty, and you're like, oh my god, what did he do in and on this blanket? It's gross. Uh. Yeah. Yep, I'd be Jorts fucking, fucking no, Jorts. Uh, just the thought of somebody somebody cuddling like a pair of like Daisy Dukes or something. Jesus. <laughs> but uh okay, so she yeah, she cuddles this uh sweater vest uh every every night and she's like, Good night, Jack and like this is fucking dead. But um Later on in the movie, which I don't think... Yeah, the the Wikipedia doesn't talk about it at all, so I'll just go ahead and blow it out now. Speaking of, um, just blanket spoiler alert, considering this came out in 2015, some people may not have seen it yet. So just blanket that across spoiler alert. Just stop fucking listening now. Go watch the movie. Come back. Yeah. Simple as that. Um... You find out later in the movie that, um, well, actually, I don't remember when you find out in the movie. It's all exposition, but um, her husband killed himself. She doesn't really say why, if I remember, but yeah, he took his own life. He committed the suicide. Just the suicide. Yeah. Um, and now she talks to her dog. Which I guess since she's a medium, she can probably understand him. That's a really good point, actually. Never, never did not think about that. Yeah. She talks to her dog a lot in this movie. If I had a dog, um, I'd just talk to it a lot, too. Well, like, she doesn't talk, like, at her dog. She talks with her dog. Like, she looks at her dog, and uh, in, in her dream journal, she has a dream of Quinn Brenner. When all these things start happening. And uh, she wakes up, opens her dream journal, writes in Quinn Brenner, and then looks at her dog. And her dog goes, Aww. And she goes, all right, I'll, I'll, Yeah. She's like, All right, I'll help her, but you're staying here. And he like drops his head and he's like, Aww. So, like, she has conversation with her dog. And I'm assuming either she's fucking off the deep end or she's a medium. And considering the context of the movie, she's probably a medium. Probably. Um, 
anyways, uh, Sean is com- trying to convince her to help his daughter, but Elise declines, stating that her previous visits to the dark spiritual world of the further made her realize that an evil spirit is hunting to kill her. She is convinced by her friend and former car- colleague, Carl, bringing back the homie Carl from chapter two to continue using her spiritual ability and reminding her about her successful case involving Josh Lambert in 1986. Now this, of course, is the original haunting of Josh Lambert when the bride in black was trying to snatch his body when he was astral projecting um, and then she, of course, wiped her mind. That was the successful case. And um, and he was stating that she is stronger than any spirit or demons because she is living and they are not. Insert my own opinion right now. Elise is a total badass in this movie. As in the previous two movies. Oh, yeah, but like she's like, fights with ghosts in this movie badass like she's she's a bad bitch um yeah she's she's uh she, she's getting pretty old up there Lynn Shay and she is she is she's she's being a total badass on TV and it's kind of it's kind of cool to see an old woman just be like I'm a total fucking butch motherfucker beating ass in the spectral world. Beating ass, taking names. Um, yeah. Breaking necks and cashing checks, motherfucker. That's a new one. Never heard that. Never heard no. that? <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, moving on. Due to Elise's refusal, Alex, Quinn's brother, suggests that Sean call on alleged, here we go, demonologists. Not quite true. Spex and Tucker, who have built a following on the internet. And uh, so they, they show Alex, Alex is showing his dad his his laptop. He's like, you got to get these guys, dad. They, they fucking get the ghosts and they get them gone, dad. And you see, and it's basically ghost adventures, but with Spex and Tucker or like ghost hunters, whatever. Pick your fucking ghost hunter show. Um, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Like and it's it's like set up like a, an old internet show, like with the borders on the side and the big title across the top, and then a small fucking screen in the middle. Like when uh, like on YouTube, when you have your you don't have the video full screen, it was like that. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> fucking lame. Like full screen that shit. No, that. I fucking hate full screen. Bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that Fuck one it. friend. Yeah. They're like, but I gotta see what's on the side. And you're like, well, it's not gonna change. But um and their their show was called Spectral Sightings. I lost my spot. Oh no, we're good. <laughs> Sounded uh, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> do, do. Hold on, I, I can do it. Fuck you, Tanner. Ah, fuck you, Tanner. That's what it said. Man, fucking Wikipedia <laughs> got me again. <laughs> uh, during their investigation, Quinn's possession grows increasingly worse as she, now briefly possessed by the demon, the man who can't breathe, breaks through her leg braces. With, they were casts. Casts. Leg casts. And attempts to attack Sean Specks and Tucker. Um, so, no, no. She didn't attempt to attack them. She beat the shit out of these guys. Which, of course, she kicks She kicks Tucker in the legs and he immediately goes down. Like, he's just like, ah, oh, my leg. Like, he got the least of it. Um... She bashes fucking Spex's head in with something like a fucking lamp or some shit. And then she like tries to stab the shit out of her dad. Like 
she beats the fuck out of him and she like kicks the bedpost and like breaks her casts off and then starts walking on broken legs and like she's all crackly and stuff it's kind of gross it's a, it's a really good scene which um brings me to the first missed point when they were sh- sorry when they were talking about the spec- paranormal phenomena the man who can't breathe actually comes into her room and like snatches her up and like fucking chucks her off the bed and like she like breaks her neck or like severely sprains her neck or something and she has to get like a neck cast and they're like don't move or you're gonna hurt your neck more which I, makes me think she has a fracture but uh so yeah she's also got like a broken neck and like she just like pulls that off the neck brace and she's a fucking psychopath at this point um but yeah she starts talking about how like uh they're gonna go join her on the other side and shit like that. Uh, and she brings out the fucking, the big guns with Sean, her dad. She's like, your wife's never loved you. The only way she could escape you was through death. And I was like, Oh fuck. That's <laughs> fucked up. Boom. Roasted. Could you, could you imagine hearing that from your own kid? You're just like, ah, oh, you fucking animal. I hear that from people I don't even know. <laughs> like, how do you, how do you get away from me? <laughs> uh let's see here. Okay. Um Sean quickly realizes that uh Specs and Tucker are um they're not real ghost hunters. They talk about how most of the time they go into places and it's like leaky pipes or exposed wires and shit that are causing these quote-unquote hauntings and, like, they've never actually seen a ghost before. But they developed like, a following on the internet. Everything that you read on the uh, internet is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they get great ratings for ghost hunters and ghost adventures, but... Uh, just message, message, what is it? What's that, uh, Discovery? Is that is that what does ghost adventures? It may as well be on the fucking History Channel. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, yeah, they're like, nope, this is not our cup of tea. What the fuck? Um, Sean prepares to kick the duo out until Elise arrives. She's like, hey, boys, scares the shit out of them. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, deducing that the demon's goal is to lure potential victims to the further so it can eat their life force. Elise decides to enter the spiritual world with Specs and Tucker recording any activities and the words she speaks. See you in Elise. That is just <laughs> dirty. Um Yeah, so this is uh this is how Elise meets Specs and Tucker. It's a it's a nice little uh little thing. Oh man, sorry, excuse me. Oh fucking dying. Um. Yeah, this is how the the trio becomes one, and uh, I think it's really, um, really awesome. The tree fitting musketeers. To... Oh God! <laughs> I think it's really nice of uh, Lee Winnell to kind of see through the curtain and realize that people kind of wanted that. They're like, "Well, how'd she get with these two fucking retards?" Um, <laughs> and there we go, you know, and it's a really good, like, okay, so that's why she has you guys. But, um, when, or when Elise goes into the further, uh, hunting the man who can't breathe for the first time. And, um, when, when she goes in, she sees another bitch who was snatched up by the man who can't breathe. And she's like, oh, he's that way. And then um, she sees the red door 
just like in all the other movies. And I love that they keep bringing that back because it's it's become iconic, the red door, you know? And you're like, oh, that's the demon's home. That's that's it. You go into the bad place. And uh, she goes in there and she sees this ghost on the recliners. The ghost points and she turns. And boom. She gets hit with the bright and black. Who uh, who you find out is the um, the spoopy that has been trying to kill her, and um, the spoopy, the spoopy man, you know what I'm saying? She's spoopy doopy. Uh, no the the uh the ghosts have totally pulled a ruse on fucking Elise, and she's like, oh, wrong demon. And begins to choke the ever living shit out of Elise, and then Elise is like, "Keep going, nah, yes, harder." What? No, oh, wait, wrong movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes, Daddy, <laughs> choke me, Daddy. Because you know, Bright and Black's a dude, actually. But um, oh my God, Insidious Chapter One and Two spoilers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's like, nope, I'm a bad bitch. And she's like, get get the fuck out of here. I ain't scared of you. And then, you know, d- does some badass shit. Um, then she goes to the real uh, man who can't breathe later. The real one. The real one. For reals this time. She goes in there and it's like fucking empty and shit. And she's like, where everybody at? And then, boom, she sees Jack sitting on the motherfucking bed. He's like, what's up, baby? What up, girl? I can't live without you. Oh, yeah, I'm dead. And basically, she's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to go on without you. And he's like, you don't have to. He's like, you just come be here with me, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And he, like, hands her a straight razor. He's like, fucking do it. Pussy. Fucking do it, I dare you. <laughs> no, boss. But no, uh, she's like, oh, okay. And then, like, cuts his face. She's like, but I am. Black Betty, bam, blam. But no, uh, she, she cuts his face and she's like, my Jack would never ask me to do that, you son of a gun. I know what you, you son man. of a gun. Breathe. That sounds more like police. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, she's old school. That was extremely vulgar in the 1840s. Because she's been alive <laughs> for that long. Yeah, she's like 6,000 years old, man. She's been here longer than the Bible. It's older than the Earth. <laughs> oh, God. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the sun is a light bulb. Yeah. We just lost one viewer. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even, it's not even a live <laughs> Lost, we lost one viewer. We gained five um, more from the flat earth page. What up? Gang shit. <laughs> but now, uh, she's like, God, I got you, man. Who can't breathe. And, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was doing a little, um, disguise. And, dude, she sees, she sees, like, um, she talks about how. When, before she goes into the further, she talks about, she's like, yo, the man who can't breathe has half of her soul. He's trying to get the other half. And the way they the way they visualized half of her soul, oh my god, it was so creative. It was her, but like, she didn't have eyes like it was like smooth over skin. She didn't have eyes. She only had like one and a half arms, no hands. One of her legs was missing. And it was just like like basically like what an amputee would look like. Yeah, pretty much. Like like unfinished bits. And uh she's like all crawling on the floor like a gimp. And um and he's like, oh, this is my pet. And she's like, no, nah, you get out of here. 
she barely like gets away because like he he's kind of a bad mama jamma, <laughs> and um, she uh, she's like, oh shit, I can't do this, and uh, so she comes back and she's like, oh Quinn has to get out on her own, she can't get away, and he's like, he's like holding her, like stroking her, like she's a she's like she's a kitty cat, he's like. Nah, I love you. Well, Stay with me forever, forever and ever. <laughs> so he's um, the main, he's the villain and, from Inspector Gadget, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he's basically claw. that's what it looks yeah. like. Except he's gross. Um, it says though Quinn is first at a disadvantage. Uh, that's funny, but no, she is quickly losing this fight and oh man it's it's so good like um they show as you know they showed the whole half soul gimp creature thing and he's like rocking her and like petting her and uh it shows her losing the fight i'm throwing up air quotes that you guys can't see but uh as as she's quote unquote losing the fight you see her her body start to fill in and it's like growing limbs and you see her fingers grow out of her hand and stuff like that. That's pretty fucking cool. Out of her hand um, or head? Out of her hand. <laughs> She's got fingers coming out of her dome piece. It's man. only middle fingers. It's a bad trip. <laughs> Fuck. Beautiful fucking tits. <laughs> but um, turns out uh, Elise reads a message that the Brenner's late neighbor had tried to tell Quinn of. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, where, where's this at? Oh, the diary. She opens up the diary, and then there was a letter from her mom, Lilith. Um, she was supposed to read it before she graduated high school, but she had never found the, the slip. And, um, you know, it's basically like, hey, I love you. You're cool. Like it's just like mom daughter spit. Hey, cool. Um, you know, I love you. You my daughter. I'm your mama. What's up? You know, uh and then uh Willis mom spectral form uh it was kinda lame. I was kinda really disappointed here. He did the whole like Star Wars Force Ghost thing and like showed her with like a blue glow and I was like oh god that looks lame that looks super cheesy oh god but it's whatever it is what it is she comes in and she's like hey Quinn I'm gonna fuck this dude up and she like rips his face mask out or well no she Wait, somebody rips face mask out. He's gross. He's got like a butthole for her mouth. He was like, <gasps> no. He reminds me of the Sandman but, uh, from Spider-Man 3. Just ashes yeah, going basically. everywhere. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, she helps Quentin take full control of her body and defeat the man who can't breathe. After which Quinn is finally able to escape the further for good. Elise leaves after giving parting words to the family, including words of encouragement from Lilith's spirit. Following the Brenner's successful case, Elise decides to come out of retirement and work with Specs and Tugger. This is where the dynamic trio is created. She's like, hey, you guys are pretty handy. I'm going to use you guys. And she's like, hey, maybe uh, maybe you guys should um, wear some different clothes because uh, their specs looks like a nerd, as per usual, and Tucker. Oh, man. You mean the guy that, wait a minute, the guy that wears glasses name is Specs? That's creative. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even guess it. But, um, oh my god, Tucker's fucking hairdo. He's got this huge-ass mohawk, which I I immediately am like, plus one, brother. And uh, his he still has his beard. But instead of just, like, shaving it at the sideburns to, to bald for the beard, he makes, like, arms that go over his ear as if it's, like, 
a fake beard that like hangs over the ears out of his hair. Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. I died the first time I saw it. I was like, oh my god. I died. I'm like, why don't more people do that? <laughs> why don't you do that? Oh, well, god, you can't grow a beard, because... never mind. Well, that and I grew out of my mohawk phase in like eighth grade. Fucking lame. I had an eight inch like purple mohawk. It was fucking dope. Nice. I was more punk than SLC punk itself. It's a fantastic movie. The ending is so sad. I know. I was more punk than no effects. More punk than that? Yeah. Anyway. I don't think I don't think I was. Uh and so she's like, hey, let's work together and they're like, okay. And so that's how they uh, become the dynamic trio. They are spectral sightings. Um, Elise finally comes home and she notices a figure watching her from outside. Thinking that it's Jack at first, she realizes it's something malevolent. Sorry. Fucked that up. I was doing something cool. Fucked it up. My bad. She realizes that it's something malevolent before the lips stick face demon suddenly appears behind her it's a fucking jump scare at the end of the movie I'm sure you're super happy about that that's your favorite thing about horror movies right Tucker jump scares um yeah it's my fucking favorite dude um okay at first when I first watched the movie it upset me at first okay but here you are illegitimate it legitimately did. I was like, "God fucking damn it!" I was like, "Are you, are you, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You did it! It, Oops, you did it again! Did it again. Mm. Why are they doing this?" I, I was upset because I'm like, just like Sinister, good fucking movie, and then you ruined it at the end. But they used the lipstick demon. Also known as Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul himself with a bowl cut. Um, I um, I I let it simmer for a while, and and I I ultimately decided that the lipstick face demon cameo was a really good tie-in. It didn't have to be a jump scare, though. I feel like it would be way more terrifying he, if his face just kind of creeped out of the shadows behind her. Well, well, just think think of it this way, okay? Think of it this way. So, well, what's crazy? What's crazy is okay. I I stopped the movie. I ran it in slow motion. Unless they've got some bad ass special effects stuff that. <laughs> I haven't seen used before. He does step out of the shadow, like the organic shadows behind her. Huh. I don't know. Like I said, I watched it over multiple times. And I swear to God, this dude, like it, it wasn't like, you know, um, like edited in. I'm pretty fucking sure I'm pretty positive that he stepped out of real shadows and um, it was it was a really good shot um, granted yes it was a jump scare wah, wah, wah. but there was context to it so ultimately I give it a pass Be- because think think of it like this so, Elise has a, a demon or an evil spirit that is hunting her down, right? Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that that demon or evil spirit was the one that was going after Josh. True. She... She finishes this 
goes home and now is being hunted by the lipstick face demon who in turn starts hunting uh, what's his name Dalton yeah yeah and so seems like there might be an ulterior motive to these demons that are um, trying to possess and snatch the bodies of other people seems like they're not after for this for the example of this movie series they're not they're not after the lamberts personally i think they're after elise all of them so maybe they can use her body to like pull all their all their buddies back into the world well well okay we've all seen insidious chapter one what happens at the end of insidious chapter one brian black possesses josh and kills Elise. True. Thus completing her objective. And we don't... Okay, so the second movie continues on the uh, lipstick demon. Mm-hmm. Or not the lipstick demon, sorry. Bright and black. The, the bright and black. But... It doesn't continue on the lipstick face demon. Because the lipstick face demon had no objective anymore. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so it can go like, all sorts of ways because of the whole the fact that it's the time is nonlinear in the further and all that. Well, well yeah. But um that's just that's just my theory. I don't think I don't think they're just trying to snatch up the body of a of a of a, a, a Mr. Uh, Patrick. What was his last name? Wilson? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They're not trying to snatch up a, a Patrick Wilson and, and a fucking little kid. They're they're trying to go for Elise. They're trying to get rid of her. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. So, yep, yeah, that ultimately that that's my theory, um, and the last key doesn't talk about that at all. So, um, so it'll just stay a theory. I mean, I guess if I ever get a chance to talk to Lee, I'll, I'll ask him. To, He'll probably tell me how dumb I yeah, am. But to a Comic Con we go. To Comic-Con. So, Tanner. Yes. What would you rate this movie, my friend? It, uh... Out of of what? Out of of ten just numbers? Or ten... Uh... Ten emphatic old men? Excuse me? Yeah. Ten what? Emphatic old men, like they have emphysema? I don't know if that's a word. If oh. not, it should be. I think you made that shit up. Well, you dude. know what? I'm a I'm a fucking legend, so that's a word now. I'm a wordsmith. Gang shit. You did. did. Be proud of yourself. Anyway, I would rate this movie 6 out of 10. I think that this is James Wan's first installment away from not directing. He is producing and and, and seeing over the story, yes. which is definitely reflects that James Wan's still there. Like, okay, good. He's still but uh, you can tell that as a whole, it's kind of like, you know, when Joel Schumacher took over the Batman series and Tim Burton was still on, it's not the same. I mean, it's not, the, it's just, it's, eh, it's not the end. Um, yeah. Production quality is a little bit lower. It is still a nice continuation. I, 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 I dig the story of in, the Insidious movies. Um, but all, all the bells and whistles are definitely, like, this, this is like, just the 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 economic model of these movies. Like you don't get all the bells and whistles, but you get the basic features. So so you went with six out of ten. Correct? I did. Okay. I go with a six out of ten as well, but for different reasons. Um I actually disagree with you quite a lot. Um I think I think Lee directed in a um, 
in a in a very good way, but in his own style. I don't think it was lower quality production wise and, and you know direction. I just think it was a different quality. Okay, continue. I I feel I feel like this is. I feel like ultimately this is the feel that Lee wanted the other movies to feel like. And um, I feel, I feel like, um, you know, like everything shot in kind of a different light and, you know, the, the angles are different. There's a lot of straight on and stuff like that. And I think, I don't think it's worse. I just think it's different. I don't know, man. I feel I feel like that 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 Lee doesn't have the touch of a director that James Wan has that makes movies iconic and special. That's just my yeah, take on you, it. You know, no, no, I I agree with you. Um, you want to know what's crazy about that? What's that? Wan and Winnell, they were they were in uh, film school together. Hmm. Interesting. He plays like Fix, had... too, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought we'd, we'd covered that, but I couldn't remember if we had or not. Yeah, he plays Specs. He wrote the entire series, and in this movie, he directed it. But in the other two, uh, James Wan did. James Wan. Uh, James Wan. But, um, but yeah, it, it's crazy to see, like, there, there's a certain talent dusted on it when James does it. And like I said, I don't think it's worse. I just think it's different personally. Um, but there are things that I don't like about it. There's certain like um, and most of the time it falls on when certain things happen. Like when Quinn's mom shows up. I think I don't think he. I don't think he hit the nail on the head on that one. Um, I don't need to see that it's a good ghost by blanketing her in this blue aura, <laughs> making her basically a, a Jedi coming back. Because that is one with the Force. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a like a force ghost. Like that's what she looks Just like. Just be glad it wasn't Hayden Christensen this time. Yeah, I was gonna say she got cropped into the '96. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, George Lucas. Anyway, that's that's a rant for another podcast. I don't know. I like the addition. <laughs> I think it's so. I think first of all, I'm just gonna say now that the fact that. That they didn't have the guy that was actually in the Darth Vader suit, like, play unmasked Darth Vader is a sin and so disrespectful. They should have had wow. David Prowse do unmasked Darth Vader. Because, I mean, he... Well, I, well, you know, Tanner, you know better. You know why he didn't. Which is... What, well, why? <laughs> because by then... Um. By then, they are were already like nah with him. Like, yeah, but for no, but for no good reason. <laughs> they didn't like him. It's dumb. Like, I, I think that that's. I, I think that they could have done. They did special effects, like you know, Bible. That they, they were they laid the special effects Bible. They could have done something else. Anyway, they could. Well, I mean, they okay. He didn't. George Lucas didn't like Darth Vader being German. Like they could have, like they could have had, like a, you know, James Earl Jones do the voice. You know, like they did all three movies when he was in the suit. They could have had him do like a yeah. non-robotic voice. I don't know. They could have uh, not put Hayden Christensen and in freaking Return of the Jedi, and you know, almost ruin it. They didn't almost ruin it just by inserting him in there. It did. Jeez, you fucking scumbag. You fucking trilogy elitist. Like I'm sorry, I, I you know adds... what? I like the prequels and it adds some continuity, but 
I'm sorry. It adds it adds good context to the film. I don't blame because... Hayden Christensen himself. I blame George Lucas for making him act badly. Well, yeah, like he's. I can I can hear you shuffling in discomfort, like you piece of shit. No, sorry. It's like <laughs> I almost I almost fucking lost a bunch of shit off the table and stuff. No, um, it's not that. It's I understand why he plugged him into that movie. It's because when he comes back, he's a he, he doesn't come back as Vader as a Force ghost. He comes back as Anakin as a Force ghost. Damn it! At least they could have given him a sense. haircut or a beard. This isn't the fucking this isn't the fucking movie we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> it's true. God. You started this. I was I'm trying gonna, to go back. I did. I'm gonna start a mini podcast. It's one episode long of me just bitching you out. Anyway, gotta hydrate. So we enjoyed the movie. We hope you guys enjoy the movie yeah, it was too. Good. It was, for it sure, was a good movie. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Oh uh, yeah, I was talking about how Lee kind of had some shortcomings. Um, uh, the the fucking dude, uh, the man who can't breathe. I feel like he just looked like a fucking leper instead of like a ghosty demon guy. Like, personally, I, um. Like he looked like he looked good. Like the if you just took that t- picture of him and was like, "Hey, doesn't that look good?" They're like, "Oh yeah, that's some good uh, special effects makeup and whatnot." But like, as a demon though, like, come on. Yeah, they could have done better. Just speaking of Darth Vader, that's but, basically who he was. But like, oh, had, had, had had the bandit can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't live with his respirator as see Return of the Jedi. God, God fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> Get my inhaler. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we both overall enjoyed the movie. It had its it had its shortcomings. They were not vast though it was very few very minuscule I still I still watch the movie more than once um, it's most definitely worth watching once if for some reason you listened all the way to this and haven't seen it yet Any anything else to add Tanner? Nope I, I think we I think we pretty much covered it all right. Um, so, listeners, we have a Facebook page. Spears and Fears. You know where to find Not it. Not Fears and Beers. You're probably fears already and fears. fears and Fears, man. If you got any questions, concerns, or recommendations, you can either send it to the Facebook page, or you can hit us up on our email Fears and Fears podcast at gmail.com. Hey, guess what? We ain't fucking playing no more. We got that Twitter handle, bruh. Oh my God, we finally got it. It's at Beers and Fears. Fucking get on that shit. Hashtag Hayden Christensen is a joke. Tasty boy shit. Oh my God, fuck. top it off listeners we got listener support if you want to help me buy a sandwich later you want to help me buy some new headphones you want to help me get this editing software up and fucking running because I ain't editing shit yet you can go ahead hit us up on that link in the description the like show notes box thing it's in there I fucking promise you'll find it donate a dollar donate five million dollars that'd be Gucci gang don't don't donate anything if you don't, if you can't do it. I don't give a shit. Just listen. Be happy. Give me some views. If you can't do none of that, go over to your, to your podcatcher that supports it. Give us a five star review, like Apple Podcasts. Make sure you uh, rate. Leave a long ass review. Tell them about how Tanner sucks balls, and uh, just make sure you hit that fifth star. That's like Apple money right there. I got to get bumped. Got to get me up in the top of the list. Bump, bump, bump. 
Yeah. People can't find us if you're fucking reviewing. God damn it. (laughs) But no, seriously, uh, people can't find us if uh, we don't get five-star reviews. So we really need those reviews. And if we can't find more people, we can't support the podcast anymore. So make sure you give us those rates, those reviews. Hey, hit us up with some listener support if you want. But I think that wraps it up for today. This has been the Beers and Fears podcast. You guys stay spooky. Spooky.